In last week's episode, I talked about how God's simple lifestyle instructions like be ye kind one to another are part of his blueprint for our spiritual, emotional, and physical wellness. I also talked about how we let God's lifestyle instructions become cliche and powerless. We sometimes fail to see how what we think can impact and drastically transform our lives in a negative or positive way. We minimize the effect our thoughts have on the trajectory of our lives. Spiritually and emotionally, thinking with Christ's mind leads to deep, genuine fellowship with God, peace, victory, a blameless testimony, loving like God loves, and so much more. In this episode, we will be exploring the science behind how our thoughts physically change our body and brain, and how this knowledge can help transform your life. I'll see you in a minute. Welcome to the More Power Than You Think podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow. Renewing the mind is choosing to give our loyalty to thoughts and beliefs that align with scripture and casting down the thoughts that don't. In 2013, God took me, a suicidal bipolar woman, and radically changed and saved my life by teaching me to choose His thoughts above my own. My passion is to empower you with biblical, tactical, and scientific knowledge that will equip you to regain control of your thoughts so they stop controlling you. Regardless of circumstances and the messiness of life, claiming and applying the power God has given us to choose in 2 Corinthians 10.5 will lead to you living the abundant life that Christ intended, and it starts in the mind, one thought at a time. Stress is a perception. Our job as Christians is to perceive that stress through the lens of Christ, which should be stress-reducing. But when we don't do this, when we don't go through life choosing Christ's mind, stress becomes chronic, our health is affected, and it causes symptoms. Now, hang on tight for a moment as I lay out some sobering research, but good news is on the way. Research estimates as much as 90% of illness and disease is stress-related, including high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, heart disease, and contributes to ulcers, allergies, asthma, migraines. The Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia states that 83% of all deaths for adults between the age of 21 and 65 are related to lifestyle and what we think is part of our lifestyle. In the Malaysian Journal of Medical Sciences, author M.R. Sela stated that, quote, emotional stress is a major contributing factor to the six leading causes of death in the United States, cancer, coronary heart disease, accidental injuries, respiratory disorders, cirrhosis of the liver, and suicide. The author then goes on to explain the research proving how stress alters and suppresses the immune system, releases histamine, increases risk of diabetes, can lead to plaque buildup in the arteries, and the list goes on and on. Why am I telling you this? Because I want you to understand that our thoughts and how we manage stress or life's trials is powerful enough to physically affect almost every system of the body. And no, I'm not saying 
that if you are physically struggling, it is all your fault. So please don't let your mind go to that place or let the devil distract you that that's what I meant. That's not what I'm saying. What I am doing is pointing out that this principle of renewing the mind has a huge impact, not just on our spiritual health, but in our physical body. It is undeniable that our stress affects us physically. But I want to switch specifically to how our thoughts affect our brain. I find this so exciting and I love talking about it. The information I want to share with you will put so much power back in your hands as you navigate through managing your stress and the trials and the valleys of daily living and your ongoing battle for the mind. Now concerning our brain, God says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this applies not just to a transformation in our thoughts and beliefs and our spirit and emotions, but also a physical transformation in the brain. This is called neuroplasticity. The brain remains changeable and moldable over the course of our lifetime. It will change and rewire itself based on our habits. Whether those habits be actions we take or thoughts we think or words we say. In the brain, God created something called neural pathways, N-E-U-R-A-L, neural pathways. And these pathways are like roads that our thoughts create. Some are thick and fortified and highly used. So imagine like an interstate highway. And some of those neural pathways are tiny and barely used, like an old dirt road out in the country. And the more that we repeat an action or a thought or a word, then the more fortified that associated neural pathway becomes. And the less that we repeat an action or a thought or a word, the more neglected and weak that associated neural pathway becomes. And so can you see how this could be a good or a bad thing, depending on if the action thought or word is a good or a bad thing, right? If they are good actions, thoughts or words that we're repeating, then this fortifies pathways that lead us to a better quality of life. And that renewed mind Jesus desires for us. But if they are negative actions, thoughts, or words, then they can start to dominate over us like an addiction and cause harm. So let's look at some examples. Let's take a good habit like reading our Bible. If this is an action that we do every day, then that neural pathway is fortified and well-established. And this habit probably feels second nature and doesn't take much effort to instigate because it's calling to us loudly from its megaphone in the brain to do this action every day. Like this is a habit that I have firmly ingrained. And in the morning, I really don't even have to think about it. I get up, I make my coffee, I go sit on the couch, I read my Bible. I don't think about it. I don't have to um, do a cheerleading routine to try to get myself to go do it. No, that neural pathway in my brain is so strong and dominating. Now, That wasn't always the case for me. (laughs) So if our reading habit is not a habit at all, which was my story, then that neural pathway may not be there at all. There is nothing calling out to us because no pathway has been established. Now, this can be a good thing too. Like, let's say that 
you don't have a habit of swearing. Well, then your neural pathway for that area might not even be there at all. And if it is there, it just, it doesn't even make a fuss. You're not tempted to swear. It's not second nature to swear because you haven't built up that neural pathway. Now, let's say that you had a good habit of Bible reading. So really strong neural pathways that are calling out second nature, but you started neglecting the habit. Now for a while, that interstate highway neural pathway that you fortified will call out to you, Jennifer, read your Bible. It's what we do, remember? But after a short time, that neglected neural pathway will start to dwindle. And with neglect, it's starting to look like that old dirt road that never gets used. And suddenly you realize, well, actually, you don't realize that's the problem, that your reading habit of reading the Bible isn't second nature anymore, and that that voice is getting quieter and quieter, if it even calls out to you at all. Let's say that we have a habit of gossip or criticizing or accusing God or doubting God's promises, or we have a habit of fear or worry then according to scripture, these are wayward thoughts, right? Because they don't align with scripture. And although it is not God's will for us to stay stuck in this lifestyle, and let's take the example of the fear and anxiety, and we're waking up afraid, and we go throughout our entire day worried and anxious, well, in the brain, the associated neural pathways are becoming fortified, beefed up and dominating, and these thoughts become second nature. You don't even have to think about them. This used to be where I was. I would wake up and I would automatically be worried. I wouldn't even be thinking about something that made me worried. I was just worried. It was automatic and would happen without conscious effort. And that's what happens when these, when the wrong uh, neural pathways are all beefed up. So way back in 2013, I made the decision in the midst of that suicidal depression to neglect and dismiss, like we talked about, I believe, in episode two, those harmful, wayward thoughts. And that allowed those neural pathways to finally weaken and lose their loud, beckoning voice in my life. Now, they still visit. I still have bipolar. But the difference is, with all that practicing, those neural pathways of anxiety and despair and worry, they no longer dominate. They're no longer second nature. Now, because of this science, now God says it in scripture. He says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But he has allowed scientists to prove that this is happening physically in the brain. And it is so exciting. We are not stuck forever in a mindset that isn't serving us or God. We can literally change our brain to have new habits become second nature and old habits die off. And this applies to any part of life. Let's say that it's your habit that you always lose your temper with your son when he does A, B, and C. and Or maybe there's a person that every time you see them, you always think back to a time they hurt your feelings. Now, that is a neural pathway that you have fortified because every time you see that person, you have that thought. But you have the control to change that. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. Anytime we're wanting to change an old habit or a wayward thought or, you know, big habits like pornography or um, a gossiping tongue or, um, I mean, just fill in the blank, anything from Genesis to Revelation (laughs) that God wants us to do and we're not doing it, 
we can change and, and it's gonna not, it's not gonna happen overnight. It happens over time. Those neural pathways took time to build up, didn't they? And those neural pathways will have to go through a process of diminishing as we take the time to neglect them. So the longer we neglect them, the more we cast them down. Remember we talked about in episode two, that title of that episode wasn't so exciting, but I'll tell you, it's probably the most important episode I've, I've done so far because it tells you how to get the victory. If you just hear people say, renew the mind, but you don't know how to do that, you are going to stay stuck like I did for like 30 years. I knew scripture, I went to church faithfully, but I did not nothing with the thoughts that were keeping me in bondage and hurting me. So when we repeatedly choose to attack those wayward thoughts or those temptations that keep coming our way, and we just say, no, that's not true. That's not me. I resist that. I reject that. Or you say a Bible verse that contradicts what the wayward thought is trying to make you believe, then the the neural pathways that represent truth are getting fortified in your brain. And again, this is science. This is provable and visible. You can see it happening. And that old wayward thought or that temptation that would try to come in, it just diminishes in your brain and that pathway gets smaller and smaller. Now, think of it this way. I love this example that a mentor of mine gave. She said to imagine that you are walking through a field and the grass is so tall. It's as tall as you. Have you ever been in a place like that? So beautiful and the grass is just tall and wispy and you walk through it and if you look behind you, the grass pops right back up because you only went through it one time. And if you actually want to create a path in that grass, you're going to have to walk back and forth and back and forth and repeat that same habit over and over again before that path now dominates instead of the grass popping back up. So imagine that that's what's happening in your mind. The more that you practice the thoughts that are in alignment with scripture, then the more fortified those neural pathways in your brain become, and they become second nature. It won't always feel so difficult. And the negative thoughts and the temptations that you're trying to conquer and overcome will diminish. It's science, and it's not, and it's science because God created it first, and He's just letting scientists discover it, which is, I think it's just so exciting. My title of this podcast, More Power Than You Think, was actually born from the impact that the science of neuroplasticity had and continues to have in my journey of applying 2 Corinthians 10.5. In 2013, when God brought 2 Corinthians 10.5 into my life, and remember, that's the verse that says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. When God brought that principle into my life back then, I don't remember the details, but somehow he also brought me this science of neuroplasticity at the same time. It made such a difference for me to understand that the spiritual choices that I was making in my mind were physically changing my brain. It just it, it just empowered me so much, and not because of me pulling myself up out of my own bootstraps. No, it empowered me because I knew that God created a way 
for us to overcome. So not only in scripture, he created a way, gave us a way, gave us the permission, gave us the command, gave us the power, but then he allowed scientists to prove the impact of our thoughts on our body. At the beginning of this episode, I talked about how our thoughts are affecting our stress levels and affecting our health in other ways. And at another time, I'll dive into that. But what I wanted you to get today is that as you are choosing to align your thoughts with Christ and resisting that temptation, you're creating new habits, which is physically changing your brain. I think that's exciting. One last note, I want to acknowledge that Renewing our minds and words and actions to conform to Christ does take energy and effort. It really is so much easier to just let the wayward thoughts dominate. And you know what? We are all going to lose that battle sometimes. None of us are exempt. And and really, we do sometimes just decide, I'm not going to fight this battle. I'm just going to live in this pity party. We've all been there. But let me encourage you to take the energy and effort We must choose to put in that effort or else we actually can't love God fully. Scripture says that loving God involves loving him with all our mind and strength. I love that he put that in there, that he put the word mind and that he put the word strength. This is Mark 12, 30. It says, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. So it is crucial that we keep on fighting the battle and put that effort in. And you're not alone. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Well, that includes fighting that battle in our mind. And again, go back to episode number two. If you're not sure exactly how to do this, it's easy, it's simple. And I I believe I've laid it out for you in a way that you can apply right away today. Now, in my course, The Diving Deep Bible Study, It's an online course. We apply this principle of neuroplasticity and renewing the mind to five major pillars of the Christian life. Our motive, our decision to choose unwavering faith, our decision to take responsibility to choose God's thoughts over our own, our perspective through trials, and our walk with God through Bible and prayer. So, Throughout the lifetime of this podcast, you're going to get snippets of these principles, but in my Diving Deep Bible study, it's actually nine hours long. We really lay a firm foundation of these pillars, and don't get afraid of the nine hours. It's in these little bite-sized pieces, and I also include all the audio that you can download. So if you don't have the time to sit and watch the video and do the worksheets and follow along like that, then just download the audio for that session and Go drive your kids to school or drive to work or whatever you do when you like to multitask. You'll find that course at thedivingdeepbiblestudy.com. Now, I only put my music and my Diving Deep Bible Study course on sale once a year, and that time of year is next week for Black Friday. So plan ahead. My course, the Diving Deep Bible Study, will be 25% off. I chose 25 for Christmas. So you save $50. And each of my albums, my CDs, will be $5 off each. And that's with free shipping also. And again, I only put these items on sale one time a year. So plan ahead for next week. Look at your Christmas list to see if there's anybody that you want to buy some music for. Or if you want to even give the Diving Deep Bible Study as a gift, you can do that also. Or buy it for yourself. Next week, we will start ending 
each episode with Christmas music. I can't wait. And uh, today, though, I'm going to leave you with the song, How Great Thou Art. As you get victory this week in the battle for your mind, remember that with each thought, your brain is changing, rewiring, and being conformed physically to help you live life from Christ's point of view in a way that becomes second nature. I think that's so exciting. God has given us the power to choose what neural pathways will be fortified and which neural pathways will be neglected and wither. That's exciting. I keep saying it, but truly, this I, that's why I have a podcast. That's why I have a ministry, because this power God has given us to choose, I just think is so radical. <laughs> to God be the glory for his word that gives us the knowledge we need to know and what we need to conform to. It gives us the knowledge to know what we are conforming to. And glory be to God for his Holy Spirit who guides us every step of the way. We are on the winning side because we have a Savior who has already won the victory and shares that victory with us. So I think the song, How Great Thou Art, is appropriate. Let's just lift up our God in praise and worship as we end this episode. I will see you next week. We're going to end today's episode with a song from one of my albums. I pray that the song I've chosen for you today encourages you and comforts you. But more importantly, I pray that it unites you in fellowship and worship with your Savior. Thank you for tuning in and connecting with me. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow. And until we meet again, I want to encourage you to invite God to everything and keep choosing loyalty to God's thoughts above your own. Please remember to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This drives Apple to show the podcast to more of our brothers and sisters in Christ who can then get the tools they need to get the victory in the battle for the mind. It is a pleasure serving with you and fighting this battle of the mind together. We are on the winning side. Praise the Lord. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Love, Jennifer. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder Consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to God, his son, not sparing, sent him to die. I scarce can take it in. 
that on the cross my burden gladly bearing he bled and died to take away my sin then sings my soul my savior God to How great thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art, when Christ shall come. With shout of acclamation And take me home What joy shall fill my heart Then I shall bow In a humble adoration And then proclaim My God, how great How great.